Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all well and having an epic day. Welcome to episode four of our Epic Cash Twitter Spaces. Thank you all for joining on. Now, for those who don't know, I'm your host, Jam, and as usual, we'll be discussing the most revolutionary cryptocurrency project in the space today, of course, Epic Cash. So the topic in question we'll be discussing on today's episode is what are the biggest risks to the Epic Cash project? So as always, today's episode will be recorded. So if you're uncomfortable with speaking, I would suggest to stay muted for the session. If you haven't yet, please do share this Twitter spaces that we're all taking part in today. The more people that join on to this session live or listen to and repeat, the greater the likelihood of people finding this podcast and therefore finding Epic Cash. You know, let's, let's make someone's lucky day by introducing them to the best crypto on the planet, as I think we all believe. So as a quick update, last week I had a number of people asking me whether there are limitations on the number of people that can join onto a live Twitter Spaces session. Now, this is most certainly not the case, as I have both seen and I've participated in, in spaces where there have been well over 1,000 listeners. And I think the issue that people were facing was that I was inviting all people that were in the spaces to be a speaker, which I actually think may have caused a few issues because Twitter Spaces has a maximum number of people that can be a speaker. So what I needed to say to you all before we started crack on with today's episode, so hopefully avoid this problem moving forward, is that from now on I won't be immediately inviting everyone to be a speaker. And so if you would like to speak, just send a request through and I'll of course accept the request. You can just do this by hitting the microphone icon. This should appear on the bottom left hand side of your phone screen. Now, if I notice that the number of speakers is approaching the limits, I will have to remove you and you'll become a listener again. But if you've been removed as a speaker and you would like to speak again, just send in another request and it will be accepted. That way, I think we can manage this and hopefully there'll be no more issues, hopefully. So I don't know for absolute certain whether this method will resolve all the problems and, and hopefully we don't face the same issues today. But if we do, then I'll need to get in touch with the support staff at Twitter and find out what's going on. Please don't take it personally if you do get removed as a speaker. I can absolutely assure you that anyone who's being temporarily removed, it's not a reflection on your points or anything else. I'm solely doing it in the best interest of those in the community that are looking to join the live sessions instead of listening to this on repeat. So now that I've covered that, I'd like to get into the latest news for this week. And the first bit of kind of news or an update I would like to touch upon is the noticeable increase in people joining the Epic Cash Telegram community. Without keeping a, you know, a tally or specific numbers, it looks as if we've added around 100 people into the main Telegram group, and this represents around a 5% increase. For a project that's had an active coin for just over two and a half years, you know, this or, or somewhere around the two and a half year mark, this is an increase that we, I think we really need to highlight. And I think, you know, we have had a perfect storm in the last 10 days or so that has in all likelihood, significantly contributed towards this increase. 
the two major events, as I'm sure we're all aware with people on the call, is that Max and Mike's podcast with SGT and Mike's second interview at the New York Stock Exchange. Now, Mike's brilliant six-minute interview was aired on a few large broadcasting channels and likely reached an audience of in the thousands, if not more. So I think it's fair to say that the audiences we've been reaching via these additional media streams are without question having a positive impact on the overall growth and the awareness of Epic Cash. And this brings me on to episode three of our Twitter spaces last Saturday. So in the middle of the week, I had posted some stats in the Telegram group, but I just wanted to mention these stats on today's show also. And with Mac taking us through the Epic ECR and EUSD ecosystem, and in conjunction with some really intriguing and interesting questions in the second half of the show, the number of times that episode three has now been replayed is now around, or if not more than 1,150 times on Twitter. And I can honestly tell you all that I definitely did not think we could reach that level of audience and that reach in the space of three weeks. I thought that, you know, maybe after 20 episodes or so that this kind of reach might be possible, but definitely not three, especially for, you know, the the new podcast that we are as a community and the relatively unknown project that we still are at the moment. So I just wanted to say that, you know, it's a real testament to the community, to all of you that are voting on the Twitter polls weekly for the next episode, to those of you that are joining on and listening in and participating in in these discussions. It's just a a quick message from me to let you all know that you are making a real difference and long may it continue. So as last week's episode didn't really include an open discussion on the latest news and updates section, I would like to open up the session for anyone who would like to chime in now on anything else they would like to discuss in terms of news and updates this week. So as I've said, if you'd like to chime in, just send a, re- a request through and I'll get you on to be a speaker. Hi there, Uncle V. Greetings, greetings. How are you, Jim? I'm all good. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, I I just wanted to add one little update um, as far as uh, Game Changers. Um, The community really rallied this last week on short notice to be able to fund us having an epic booth at the Las Vegas uh, uh, Freedom Fest. And it is a really, really well attended uh, conference of freedom minded, freedom loving people. And as I understand it, um, we are really kind of standing alone in that conference hall as the only crypto that is exhibiting that is speaking about financial freedom. And just shout out to uh, Captain Bai, his daughter, Becky Boo, uh, uh, Joshua, uh, uh, Jessica, Max, um, just so many people that have put so much into this, both from a funding standpoint and from a logistics standpoint, and to just 
you know, making sure someone is at the booth speaking truth to, 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 to curious people who are wanting to know what it is about Epic Cash. And uh, they, the, the network includes, uh, Max spent 20 minutes with Doug Casey yesterday, which is going to result to a follow-up conversation that will likely have Doug be on Max's DNA of Bitcoin podcast. And also Max being on the Doug Casey take a podcast. And that's a big deal. He is an amazing mind out there. So I just want to say uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to the community, the greater community. We have such an amazing epic community that made that happen and uh, on short notice. And I can't wait for us to really be able to strategically plan for the next one where we have more than just days to prepare. Thanks for that, Uncle V. I did uh, just remain a little bit silent then because I didn't know whether Izzy wanted to, to jump in. Yeah. Um, um, that was absolutely what I was going to comment on, and I could not have gone into the scope of depth and detail that Uncle V just did, but I've been watching, uh, and anyone who wants to jump into the Freedom Fest telegram and see what's happening or get an idea for like what a pristine, perfect um, example of volunteer activism looks like and mm. grassroots um, you know, movements, wow, what, 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 what an, a, a feat was accomplished with the coordination of people calling, you know, from long distance out of state and getting stuff sent to Staples and, um, and, and, and all the name dropping that's going on. Like this Freedom Fest has um, a lot of movers and shakers in these communities. And every time I see a name dropped, I'm like, I know it's like, okay, we're, we're not just talking to this guy. We're potentially talking to hundreds of, <laughs> you know, who this guy talks to and, and thousands of who this other guy talks to and, and maybe hundreds of thousands of somebody else. So, it's really exciting, and that's it. Perfect. Okay, guys, so I think we can make a start on today's topic. And, of course, as we all know, that will be today. What are the biggest risks to the Epic Cash project? So, as normal, let's break this down into a few different topic segments that I think we can, we can all discuss together this will allow us to discuss a broad range of areas that I feel that relate to any potential risks that Epic Cash has. And I thought a good starting point might be for us all to talk about the potential attention that Epic Cash may receive in the not so distant future. And the reason why I would like to raise this is that in 2020, the IRS put up a 625,000 bounty for anyone that could crack Monero's privacy. And to my knowledge, this was never able to be achieved. So I'd be interested to hear everyone's thoughts on whether we feel that Epic Cash and its ecosystem is going to garner the attention of governments, of central banks, and sim similar institutions that try to crack Monero's code. You know, should we be prepared for Epic Cash to have a similar bounty put on our heads so that, you know, people try to destroy Epic Cash, so to speak? Well, I, I, I'd be happy to take a shot at that. Uh, this is Uncle V. Um, I do not believe that that is a risk because we do not make our use case 
to be a privacy coin. Uh, we, <laughs> we just happen to benefit from advanced technology that Satoshi Nakamoto surely would have incorporated back in 2008 if he was in a time machine and could, could benefit from a decade of hindsight and today's tech. And that tech is Mimblewimble, which uh, is simply technology that allows a blockchain to be able to scale without the weightiness of all the historical transactions, for example, that are, that are, that are in every uh, Bitcoin. So if you imagine every transaction that you had in your life being in, uh, uh, <laughs> added to uh, each Bitcoin, whoever has touched that, all that information that includes the sender, the receiver, the amount, uh, that is all included in every blockchain all the way back to the history of its minting. And with Mimblewimble, that just doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's just not there. Now, that isn't an on-purpose with intent, raise our hands saying, nanana poo-poo, we're a privacy coin. No, we just have happen to be a Howie-compliant project, a coin, that just happens to have the benefit of privacy because of the technology. Izzy or anyone else, would you differ with that? No, you're, you're right. Um, I, I do, I do want to focus on, on the risk because there are, I know there's people, I'm, I'm, and I'm one of those people who are, what's the worst case scenario? You know, what, what can happen, what can go wrong? And what are, we, what are we doing to be prepared for that? And I'm just so relieved that Todd, people like Todd Lewis and core developers in this project, like, like Max and so many other people, are, have their head in that space. And you're like, and, and, and you can see it in the, in the design that um, the proof of work algorithms can be switched out. Even Mimblewimble could, could be switched out if, mm. if, if that were to be compromised. And so speaking to you know, the topic of risk and how prepared we are, like we've already demonstrated that we can do what Bitcoin did in 2010 and come back from, you know, a high caliber shot to the head kind of kind mm. of scenario where where it was a value overflow incident. And who knows how many coins were in existence uh, because it's a privacy chain and there's no way to prove it other than to roll back the chain and go go to go to this place where we know the hack happened and we can prove and we can prove that. And then, you know, uh, and, th and that's what we did. So community responsiveness. Uh, intelligent design to be flexible and agile to, to future threats. That's what Epic Cash has. We're ready for it. Mm. Does that, I don't know if that helps. No, it, it was great input from both of you. I was, uh, I was just wanting to see uh, if we had anybody else chiming in before I gave my thoughts. So I think in my opinion, if we continue on our path and progressing the way we are, I think that we actually will start to receive this attention. I think it's only a matter of time before institutions and, you know, the, the people that I mentioned previously, the parties that tried to break Monero, so to speak, those people obviously will have a vested interest in seeing Epic Cash fail. If we believe that Epic Cash is, is going to grow and, and go where we think it's all going to go, which is to take over. And my personal opinion is when this network effect grows, as we see this process growing and growing, I think there's going to be some sort of coordinated attack 
from many different sides and angles, but especially from the media and regulatory outlets. And the only reason I think this could happen is that I think the the attack will be like a reflection of the genuine potential that Epic Cash has as a project, you know, to, to change the world even more so than Bitcoin. You know, we, we'll have an ability to transact privately and to be our own bank by taking out loans against our Epic Cash and our ECR. So I'm actually, I know I'm creating, or we're all creating a hypothetical here, but if we do get that sort of attention in terms of a bounty put on our heads, I may actually look at this from more of a positive perspective, because if we don't receive that type of attention, it may mean, and we may be able to judge it in a way that actually those who are in power, those who are who are currently controlling our monetary system, they may not be so worried about us if we don't get that kind of attention put on us. So that that was my perspective. I love it. Um, it's it's relevant. Um, we see what's happened with Bitcoin and what it's turned into. It's turned into what corporate industry has wanted it to turn into a rehypothecated uh, rehypothecation tool and fractional reserve. Um, distribution of bitcoins to where it's not a 21 million supply it's whatever um you know uh whatever the exchanges say it want it to be <laughs> and 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 uh it's totally manipulated and so how and, you know epic cash is designed to be resistant to that it's it's a defensive design and um things like e1 uh that max and company are engineering are, are going to Ideal, you know, uh, will will keep us safe safer from that kind of scenario where um, we're we're so, end up in such a um, uh, fractionalized re, re, fractional reserve kind of situation. Um, but the other thing this does, and people have to pay attention to, is I think it causes awareness. I, I think people that that are, I think the community, even that's behind Bitcoin, um, I, you know, maybe what crypto gets us to is electing people who, who will actually change something. Maybe this is a slow, you know, experimental process of democracy, um, that, that arrives at a solution that says, you know what, the fed isn't working. Um, that economy is wrong. Uh, all this fractionalized, Fractional reserve banking is is, um, is is causing more problems than it's worth. That's I know that's that's a real big dream, <laughs> but um, if we if if Epic Cash is is successful at being defensively de designed against what has proven to be so foul at, as in economics, um, then early adopters and and people who use Epic Cash are are going to be, be uh, managing their personal finances far better than, than people invested in traditional banks and traditional banks will just go the way of the dodo bird. Um. <laughs> right. And, and those are, I love that. See, those are great points to the end. And man, you try and come up with all these great ideas, but you guys have said so many great things already. So, um, you know, Jam, all those things you went over, they're all so, so very true. And, um, and Uncle V and Izzy, and I, I think that the strength of Epic uh, going forward against the these big things that could hit us 
is everything you guys have said. We're, we are in a different space. And it's also the fact that we're grassroots that it, it will build up strength from the bottom. So we will get attacked, probably not, as Uncle V said, we're not in the same range as, um, as what happened to Monero. We're just a different kind of coin. But eventually, if things go the way that we think they, we want them to go, and this is so that would be farther in the future, the, the smart cookies there will, will see that we are a threat to whatever they're considering to be the status quo that they would like to maintain. I don't know how far ahead that is, but I, I think everybody who does something great in the world like that does come under attack from the people that would like to see the status quo stay in place. And I think as we do this from a grassroots perspective, as we come up like that, we're going to we're going to make our case simply by by design. We're going to make our case simply through experience. People are going to look at it and say, well, it's been doing this for this long. It's been doing that for this long. And like you said, we can change, we can interchange things and pull them in and out. As we get bigger, we do become a target for for scammers. We do become a target for criminals. We become. Uh, we want to make sure we're not an easy mark, and I think we're doing a great job within our community. We have such great people in the Telegram community that we want to make sure that we don't hit the news with something like that. We don't hit the news with something like Quadrigo, which, as you guys have said, we have so many things in place, and God forbid something happens to Max, but we don't want to be those kind of news stories. So I think those are potentials that could go wrong. Oh, and yeah. honestly, the bigger you get, the bigger a hit you're going to take people are going to attack you from every every side so from government from monetary those may or may not be the same thing in some people's minds you're going to get attacked from people who just like the status quo the way it is they they've made their money a certain way they would like it to stay that way and you're also going to get attacked from the point of security it's just like what we used to tell people in security if you want to get norton go ahead norton can be a great product the bigger norton got the more of a target it became so People always want to take out the leader, the big guy. So that will happen, I think, as we get bigger. And I think we're doing some great things to sidestep as much of that as absolutely possible. And I think educating our community is the biggest thing we can do. Would they know what to do if X happened or Y happened? Or do they have a response plan? Here, If this happens, here's your checklist. You know, you make sure your money is safe here, 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 and here, or whatever it is we're doing. Those kinds of things, I think, are maybe in our future to create those kind of response plans for people of different levels of tech savvy. Well, I, I would like to add that I really think that we should take a page out of Todd Lewis's book, uh, you know, having spoken with him for a dozen episodes on the quest for superior money. Let us not forget that money has been around a lot longer than the current network that controls all the money today. Absolutely. So money was never, ever, ever designed to where it was to be transparent so a select few could uh, manipulate the great many. So right now, you know, shout out to Carol Quigley and his book, Tragedy and Hope. Um, there is a network out there, and that network has... Uh, built the system to be able to uh, 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 basically rob us. And they've done a very good job with inflation, with taxation. 
So when you think about the people that are attending the Freedom Fest, those are people that financial freedom is really of keen interest. Now, does everybody at, 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 at Freedom Fest, are they all there because they want to get the, 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 the different secrets and the keys to be able to uh, uh, do nefarious things? No, they are there because they aspire to have true freedom. So the true freedom that you and I and anyone listening here is to be able to ultimately stop using the network's money. So when you go out and you assess what are the different assets that may allow us to build this side uh, economy, if you will, um, through my last 18 months of homework and putting in the hours, uh, I believe that the defensive design of Epic and the decisions that Todd Lewis, Max Freeman, and the hundred other people who put their thumbprints on Epic Cash, that, that they have created what Satoshi would have created if he would have had a mulligan, as I've said, and had access to today's technology, he would have created Epic Cash. So I just think it's really, really important that we you know, put a line in the sand and say, no, you move. And I'm talking to the people who are controlling the network. We need to look at them. We're not doing anything wrong. When I shut my door to go to the bathroom, I'm not doing anything wrong. I just want privacy. So I think we have to, instead of fearing that, there, that this is a risk, I think we embrace it. And it gives us a platform to be able to talk about all the positive attributes of Epic Cash. Thanks for that, Uncle V, because you've actually transitioned very nicely into my next question. So so thank you for that. And, and that was actually, you know, in terms of where you were going, for those that are new to Epic Cash, unlike Bitcoin and Ethereum and most of the projects out there, Epic Cash and its wallet balances, when you don't consider Vitex data, it can't be tracks, tracked. Sorry. And this, of course, means that we don't know the amount of Epic Cash that any one person holds on their GUI or their GLI wallets or the true number of individual cash, Epic Cash holders. And so I would like to find out from you guys whether we feel it's a bit of a two part discussion, but whether we feel that this creates or it could create a narrative of negativity towards Epic Cash in the future. So you might get a Bitcoin maxi who claims that, well, at least with Bitcoin, you can see the amount of holders and the number of wallets, et cetera, et cetera, that proves that decentralization exists. With Epic Cash, a maxi might say, and obviously it's not true, but a maxi might say, well, a whale of Epic Cash owns 80% of all the coins and that whale is going to crash the price, guys. Don't invest. So there's that aspect, but I would also like to throw in this part and see if we can combine it. I would like to hear people's arguments and their rebuttals against any negative narrative that could be created. So Uncle V, you just touched upon the point of never have we seen any money that has become or is publicly available in the history of money uh, that offers zero privacy for the average person. So... Does that mean Epic Cash represents what true money should be and how true money should act? You know, because it's private, because we have our own privacy. 
So what are people's thoughts on that? Do we think there's going to be some sort of narrative of negativity towards Epic Cash? Can I jump in quick? Sorry, Izzy, because <laughs> you you'll do something much more technical. Um, I was just going to say that everything goes in cycles. So I really loved what you said. Will it create some kind of a narrative of negativity? Absolutely. I think it will. But I think it's a cycle. So there's money and then there's currency. And currency is something you exchange one thing for another. So a currency can be exchanging, um, you know, babysitting for, for something else when, when you're a kid. It can be exchanging... Um, it can be bartering. It can be so many things. And just because there's a, these, this negativity, this conversation of negativity comes up, I think it's part of the natural cycle. And we just, as you know, as we've talked about, Epic Cash has so many things in place already to rebut all of this and simply us marching forward and doing what we do. But I think it'll go in that cycle because you will always, uh, it's disruption. And when you disrupt something, the people you're disrupting will do their best to create this narrative that will uh, keep people where they are, and then we will refute that. Tell me about that, and we've done a great job so far. All of the material Spencer Scott and uh, Max and everybody has created, and and the shows from Uncle V and all of the stuff Izzy does, and everybody else. We simply are a bunch of people that show that it works, and it shows that we're not hurting anybody. We're not hiding things. Our fiat money goes into Epic. That's recorded. It comes out of Epic. You know that gets recorded if you want to use it as fiat again. So control will always be there. As soon as you get a whole bunch of people in one place, they'll try and control the power and money is power. But we'll just refute it and it'll kind of go in a cycle. So that, that's me. Go ahead, Izzy. Yeah, brilliant. The, the community is definitely a shining aspect in, in all this. And um, people are acting in good faith and getting on uh, spaces like this and, and trying to get the word out about how good Epic Cash is and if I could channel my inner Todd Lewis to the technical aspect of this, you know, but, um, and just keep it simple. Um, we've, we've experienced, um, a situation called the, you know, the value overflow incident, um, which was a software bug that was very similar to what Bitcoin experienced. And, you know, uh, there's smart people in the community that observed it on the blockchain and knew exactly what block it happened at. And it's, 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 um, it's a digital thumbprint, uh, undeniable that something uh has gone awry and and that and we and we came back from that uh pass with shining colors and and uh, you know if something were to happen again it's free and open source software uh we're gonna as our community grows if anything we're going to become more and more secure and and put put down naysayers who say oh you know you it privacy is a bad thing because you can't really see who who the whales are and, and we've already seen the whales in bitcoin and what they can do so um, you know, it, it comes back to the community and just the community staying strong. And if anything, the trend over the past two and a half years has just been tremendous leadership that is propelling us into the future. That's perfect. And what I loved is you touched on something that's so important that we won't know who the whales are, but, you know, we've seen what the whales do in Bitcoin. Here's the reality that I know has come out in other episodes of this very show is that nobody really knows who the whales are. In Bitcoin, sure, you can see them. You've got, sorry, Diamandis and Zaylor, you've got other whales in there. But in the real world of money that we live in, what we've touched on before is you will never know who actually tips the balance of power, who actually has all of that money in the background. And that's something people have gotten used to, and they've gotten used to the story that's been fed to them about 
where the power actually lies, but it's actually much more available in any kind of um, in any kind of cryptocurrency. And even if it isn't, in the real world that we live on, it isn't anyway. We don't know bankers on some island somewhere, the richest people in the world, you'll never know who they are purposely. They don't want you to. So I don't think it's any different. I think where we'll get to maybe, if we're lucky, is an acknowledgement of that. That So what? There's things you can't see here. Well, you can't see it in the real world either. We just think we can. And, I mean, things go through cycles. Back in the days when you had stagecoaches and gold, you didn't. You couldn't see it then either. It's just a cycle. A few years back, there there were these economists who won the Nobel Prize for economics, and their work was in the field of what, what was called zero-sum game theory economics. And it basically just, it, all it says is that when you get a glut of wealth uh, isolated, it's a bubble. And when that bubble bursts, there's problems. And, um, you know, talking about network attacks um, or just attacks in general, uh, there was a huge attack in 1913 and it, and it spawned the Fed and federal income tax. This is in the United States, so sorry. Sorry for the world community, but but you know similar things are happening all around the world. The United States isn't, isn't, aren't the only people who have a Fed, and and you know the, the the rich select few who benefit from the interest that we pay th through the banking systems. Um, yeah, we don't know who they are, but um, they were certainly um, uh, they had been ingrained for several hundred years. And in the United States, um, that was an attack, and that was a political attack. It was politi politically manipulated. And there's no reason that political manipulations can't swing the other way and abolish the Fed and, and you know, get us some, and w maybe gradually wean us off of this addiction of uh, income tax that we've kind of grown into. But maybe, maybe I'm kind of straying back towards the uh, risk factors and network attacks. But I, I think it's fair to consider um, that, you know, the attacks that have happened, like Luna, that was an attack. The collapse of Luna absolutely was an attack. Somebody saw a, a design flaw and they exploited it by way of, you know, creating a bank run and, and undermining confidence in, in that market and demise of, of Luna. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, uh, I'm eager for the attacks that are coming. And I think the major attacks are going to be coming from the uh, BTC network. I really love what Max said on yesterday's live stream. I ended up writing it down. Uh, he said, momentum, nostalgia, arrogance, ignorance, confirmation bias, and inertia are the only things keeping BTC from going to zero. So as the thumbnail from yesterday's live stream shows, two ships passing in the night, one being Epic Cash, BTC and the point that they are crossing is a thousand bucks. I think we are going to pass them at a thousand bucks, which which means they got a lot of room to go down and we got a lot of room to go up. But at the point in time that people recognize that literally BTC as we know it has zero utility, that 21 million scarcity argument is nothing but fantasy right now with rehypothecation. So that's out the window for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. And we are at such, such a great point in our journey. And P.S., you could have 20,000 Epic or one Bitcoin, maybe not even one Bitcoin. 
do that math. You're talking about 2008 tech versus today's tech. And uh, yeah, bring it on, man, because that means what? We're winning. Oh, yeah, brother. (laughs) Yeah, preach, Uncle V, preach. So in the community, we like to... We like to say that Bitcoin is either AOL or Yahoo, and we like to refer to Epic Cash as Google. And to me, to be honest, I think this is absolutely spot on. However, if we are the next generation project coming out, and as I've said a million times, I really do think we are, should we be aware or concerned about what comes after Epic Cash in five to ten years' time? You know, you know the people that are experts, certainly not me, they refer to software and technology is always evolving, meaning Epic Cash either needs to evolve with it or it stands still. So does anyone have any thoughts on what could come next? And Ooh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say something and then pass it to Izzy because I know he has the best answer. But bear, bear, bear with me. But but, but 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 I'm I'm just gonna use the words of of uh, Yoga Dude, peace be upon him. Yoga Dude <laughs> will say beauty of Epic Cash, we can look at any technology that advances that comes our way, and his words, and if it doesn't suck, we can incorporate it. That's brilliant. That's it. I mean, flexibility and agility to, to, to meet the next challenge. Um, so uh, we, we are constantly, people in the community are constantly um, it, even in the process of integrating t- towards certain platforms, we're kind of looking at them and going, how can that fit into the epi- epicenter ecosystem? And what, you know, what don't, what don't we like about it? What can be better about it? So like we, we definitely started with Epic Cash as being the flagship coin and, 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 and making that the, the best version of um, peer-to-peer um, tr- transactable money and, and, that's that's where we started and that's not where we're stopping so um and 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 epic itself as a protocol is prepared for whatever comes next it's prepared for whatever the next best proof of workout algorithm is i'm excited for things like photo uh photonic coprocessors which um perform at 10 times the speed or 10 times the effectiveness 10 times the um the computational power at 10% of the electric cost. Um, and this is in the world now. There, there are server rooms, there are data centers that have this technology in place in racks, and it's, it's, it's coming soon. In the next couple of years, we'll see mining, uh, mining computers that, that, that and, and regular, eventually we'll see regular com- computers that have uh, photonic coprocessors integrated with them. So this, this is, um, this like, and you just don't find, you know, this is what it's like to be in bleeding edge technology. Um, this is what it's like, you know, to, to see what comes next. And I, I just can't imagine any place I'd rather be. Well, and, and, and just so you know, I mean, this is just a really humble brag. But out in the, uh, my garage, I'm working on a mining rig, Izzy, that has a dual quadrobustion system with a bored out carburetor. And you just wait <laughs> to see that rocket roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that up to some carrier pigeons, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, from what I gather from what you guys have just been referring to, 
do we all agree then that Epic Cash is adaptable enough to be able to update itself with the latest innovations so that once we get to the top, that we stay on top? Yes. 100%. That's where the community is, is uh, constantly has their eyes. Yeah. And, and even the discussion that's going on in, in the bridging channels, and, and it's amazing. And just that flexibility. That's how you do. You do or die. And that's cybersecurity, and that's what's being done in Epic. We have to constantly evolve mm -hmm. and and you don't just hive mind, hive mind, hive mind. Sorry. Yep. That's mm -hmm. right. And it's the same. Is that same principle in in cyber? You either evolve. You don't replace everything. You you evolve, but you 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 want to be careful of how much you're building on the old stuff and how much you're like you guys are doing. Well, do we just go in a different direction? Do we change out this for that? Do we changing out is different than building on, and both are good. In their own time and place and you can look at windows you can look at mac you can look at you know the different strategies they had over time they did it different ways you, you just triggered something in me that is kind of that could be a risk that i think would be worthy of discussion it's kind of that latest shiny object right does the yep. community have the patience to be able to you know be objective encouraging excited but yet patient to be able to wait on. Remember when last year uh, everyone was waiting on uh, E3 and the Diego wallet, and there were certain malcontents who by the end of the year uh, were just trashing Epic Cash because we didn't deliver. We lied to the community. We were supposed to have all of these out, and, and Epic sucks because you guys are, you know, all of that. And then ultimately we learned that, no, you know, you don't you don't launch E3 with a lot of bear traps in it until your kid test Todd Lewis approve it. But yeah, the the community I think is a risk because as we grow, I think there'll be more people that are really in it for you know the 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 uh, gosh what is it? It's the greater fools. Uh, basically, I'm buying it because. I think I can sell it to a greater fool tomorrow. And why is, are they going to buy it? Because they think they can sell it to a greater fool. In other words, Bitcoin, that's their use case right now. And I just really hope that our community stays as tight knit as it is and that we can really rally with each other as certain people come in with a different mind, mindset, which is more when moon, when moon, that we can beat that back and, and stay our way because that's really what makes us special, I think, is the way that we are headed together. Yes, and I think that's a very good point. And my perspective, I can throw that in there as someone who just, I stay in the background in a lot of those channels, but watch and listen, and that was happening so much last year. Mm -hmm. I think it smoothed out a lot, and I think yes. a lot of credit for that goes to the fact that Epic and the, the people that were creating all this, the people behind all of it, they went through it slow and steady, the same message, the same message, the same message, that slow and steady. And uh, and they learned. They It's a learning process. You learn mm. when, hey, this is coming or this isn't, or when to add caveats that here's where we're going with this. Remember, here's the complexities that are involved. Here's the volunteers that are doing this for you. Here's, so we've learned to educate. We've learned yes. to, um, to describe more fully. And just and always stay the course always nobody deviated and went said oh we're going to get bad publicity we have to get this out soon. right that would have been deadly so i gave kudos to all of that i thought things went really well and that will always happen but then you get yep. better at it 
each time. And I think the education part that has gotten mm -hmm. so much bigger, all of those infographics, all of that, would you like to know exactly? <laughs> nice. And and the infographics, and, and there was one in, in the channel today uh, for the, the E1, where the, they actually drew, a, there was a line actually drawn that says, here's where we are in the map. And that kind of unabridged honesty is so important. Mm. So it's important for people to differentiate between what exists and what is roadmap. And they don't unless you really, really tell them because people just skim things. So I think we're doing all of that and it's turning out really well. And Izzy, could you please speak on uh, the mod squad? I really think our community changed big time when that was spun up to be able to get out ahead in front of certain uh, seagulls that come in and drive by and just take a dump and do it to harm. We're much more aggressive at, at keeping the community safe. Talk about the mod squad a bit. Yeah, it definitely syncs us up and um, gets our heads together as moderators. Um, look, no, none of the moderators in, in our Telegram groups want want to like have to moderate and um but we feel like it's an ob obligation so that we keep our community on track and uh, productive towards towards these monumental ends of um mobile wallets and uh multi-chain integ integration you know these priorities that we have and, and then we, if we digress to something that's divisive uh, and argumentative between political uh, factions and mm -hmm. we're not meeting those we're not meeting those goals and we're and we're not helping our own bags <laughs> because we right. want everyone to you know that's that if we're acting in good faith uh, with Epic Cash and we're getting the, the word out we're getting the word out to everybody even even people we may disagree with on on political issues but well, I, I, I want to I think I I think that that is uh, that is our real strength right now um, is he it, you know it's funny you and I are a use case right I think probably politically worldview wise. We probably disagree more than we agree, but man, I love you, man. And, we, and, and when it comes to Epic Cash, it is like, it is like, there's nobody I'd rather have in my foxhole. And that is because of the maturity that we both have to be able to say, look, on this project, we don't have to agree that this is really yellow. You say it's green, but darn it, I believe it's yellow and I'm going to go to war with that, you know? No, yeah. we don't have to. We agree about the 21 million, the immutability, the scalability, that it, it's just mimble wimble. Well, politics are, lar are largely here to divide and conquer us. And I see right. what we're doing as a way to escape that. Um, I want to go back to the bleeding edge technology and, and you know the naysayers, the people who are getting uncomfortable with the, the delays. Oh, you don't have this yet. You don't have that yet. And, you know, oh, Oh, fine. We got a, a new GUI, but oh, geez, this is messed up now. Or we got this new functional functionality, but here's the next step of, of, of problems. And and this is bleeding edge technology. Now you want to leave um, easy, right? Or you want to go leave difficult. You want to leave Epic Cash because Epic Cash right now is difficult. But if you want to, but the fundamentals and 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 what makes it so good, like it, it works on the native chain and it accomplishes these fundamentals that are so important to taking this next next technological step towards empowering freedom to the masses <clears throat> this is uh not easy and and it's it's hard to make things easy and it's easy to make things difficult but if you want to depart epicash and go to bitcoin then all of a sudden you're back in this world of rehypothecation and fractional reserve banking and everyone can see what you just transacted 
and people can freeze and stop your money. That's what that's that's you know, I want to go back to Epic Cash where okay, it's a little more difficult, but I know there's a community of hundreds and thousands of people that are working to solve problems, like people like Diego and people like Pool Boy and and people like everyone in this chat group, <laughs> you know, who are concerning their their focused energy to get to that next step. And it's not gonna, you know, um, the the yeah, I'll, I'll just stop there. But the, the, the next step in technology that Epicast presents are going to make things a little bit easier, but the rest of the ecosystem has to catch up. And Diego, bravo, Diego bravo, bravo. Okay, I, I love you. that. Guys, I know, we, I know we're in a, a great discussion, but I just wanted to see if we could bring this to one last question because I, I personally think, hopefully you guys would agree, that this, this may be a risk that we may need to communicate to the people that are listening in live and on repeat. And that was actually the threat of potential, sorry, excuse me, the potential threat of quantum computing. And whether that has a potential threat to end Epic Cash's privacy, is, is this something that some of the more tech savvy people in this group could maybe touch upon at all? I'm glad you brought it up because I just had a wonderful hour with Todd Lewis and Max on this week's Crypto Coffee. Just go to the Uncle Vigilante show and go to last Wednesday. And what you will hear is that Todd Lewis was like a little kid in a candy shop. He was just all giggly because he had spent the previous day working on quantum computing in our Canary network, uh, ECK, to where he gets to go play mad scientist in there. So, if Todd Lewis is working on it and he's feeling giggly about it, who am I to be able to judge that we aren't going to be way ahead of that? Um, you know, I don't have the technical uh, ability, nor does anybody out there who is even asserting that quantum computing is right around the corner. I think that's a great narrative. I think it's a great scare tactic. But I sure am glad Todd Lewis is in our foxhole, and I, I, I lose not one wink of sleep thinking about quantum computing. Perfect. Thank you. And that just cuts it down to the amount of time that uh, Jeff has left in this, in this session, which is perfect because there's so much to be said about it. But if it's already in the that coffee hour, then we can definitely go and listen there. And you are absolutely right. Anybody who's telling you that quantum computing is right around the corner is not... But, they're not being truthful. They don't know what they're talking about, but it is a great narrative. It is a great story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Jam, Jam, Jam can I, can I uh, end just personally from my standpoint on one note? I wrote something down while Izzy was talking about the community that I think is funny. I am definitely going to use it, but I want to share it with this group. The next time somebody comes into the community and is saying things like, you guys should have done that, or you should do that, or why did they do that? You know what I'm going to say? I'm just going to just say, excuse me, did I just notice that your ore is not wet? Now, they won't get it, but I hope you guys do when you think about it, because all we do is talk about, hey, if you really want to impact this community, acquire some epic cash, and put your oar in the water and start rowing with the rest of the community. So anyone who's coming in that aren't, you know, putting their own energy to advance Epic Cash, 
I think a really good showstopper is, excuse me, did I notice that your isn't wet? Which is kind of like STFU. You know what I mean? Okay, with that, I'm out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we'll, we can leave with that, and you can tell you very much so, that is very German. If you don't know what the hell you're talking about, the STFU, because I won't say the words because you got to put this on Twitter. But yes. <laughs> You do PG, not talk- guys. Keep it PG. <laughs> I'll, just okay, say, I'll just say um, one last thing. You know, there's a potential for or about this whole uh, quantum computing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely with the the community and Todd and Bad Wolf. You know, it's 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 likely uh, Uncle V. It's it's you know it's 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 off in the distance somewhere. More, more than likely. But it's still a valid concern, and I'm so glad that everyone's keenly aware of it. You know, and, and it's a valid concern. And to people asking these questions constantly about quantum computing, quantum computing, you know, we don't want to get lackadaisical about it. It could turn into crypto's Pearl Harbor. It, it really could if we get if we just go with this groupthink kind of mentality. Oh, everything's going to be fine. You know, no, we really need to next move to that next level and and see how we get there well before you know and for. Uh, such quantum computing to the to the extent that you know we're safeguarded for the next we're future proof for the next centuries. That's it. Thanks for that, Izzy. Thank you. Uh, so some of you may have noticed that I've just removed you speakers. I, I hope you don't take it personally, but uh, I think I need to start. I think I need to start wrapping this up now with this whole forty minute vote from the community. So um, yeah, please don't take it personally, guys. Um, but I did just want to deliver a, a message to all of you because I know me and Uncle V had a, a brief chat on Pomp's podcast and he mentioned Argentina. And so I just wanted to kind of bring that briefly up. So just to deliver a message to all of you that are joining on and listening in, I really feel that we need to start introducing more people to Epic Cash, especially to those that need it the most. We can all do this by just setting them up with a Vites wallet and sending them a few Epic Cash to get them started. Now, some people may not do anything with these coins or the information that you share, and that's absolutely fine, but some will. And that's another potential community member and voice to spread the word of Epic Cash. And more importantly, it's another person that you're helping to get them on their path to becoming financially free from the, the fiat currencies that we see today are, are simply just being inflated away. So just on a personal note, some of you may know that I've been traveling in Argentina for around two months now. And in Buenos Aires for the last week or so, there's been political campaigns and protests that cover the streets all in the city center pretty much every day for a number of different reasons. But the common denominator tends to always involve around their money and government support. Now, when you see this in person and you see how their currency inflates away right in front of your eyes, it really hits home how important it is to bring products like Epic Cash to these people, you know, isn't to offer them an alternative type of money and, and a type of savings and a way to save. And just to give people some figures, when my wife and I arrived in Argentina, the what they call out here, the blue rate was 265 pesos to the pound. And now it's 345 just in that space of time that we've been here. So it's lost approximately 30 percent against the value, 
which is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy stuff. So I think what I'm trying to say is if each of us in the community can it, in the community can introduce epic cash to a different person every week just one person just imagine the natural organic growth that this can create for epic cash as a project and as a community and this brings me on to the quiz that i that some of you are probably aware of that i've been pulling together for any newcomers joining the epic cash telegram channels Hopefully at some point, either today or tomorrow, I'll be posting on Telegram version two of this Welcome to Epic Cash quiz. So for those who didn't get to see version one, the objective of this is basically to bring newcomers to join the channel to be provided or to provide them with some rapid education on what Epic Cash is and perhaps be sent a few Epic Cash as both an introduction and as a reward. And I'd really appreciate it if you could take the short quiz and give some feedback on Telegram. We're looking, as we all know, to expand our community and this project. And I really believe that this type of rapid education can assist in our expansion. Now, before I really wrap this up, does, if you'd like to say anything now, um, just send in a request and I'll, I'll accept it before we close this out. Okay, guys, well, I haven't received any requests, so I'll assume that we would like to... Oh, no, Izzy's just come up. Apologies. Go for it, Izzy. Maybe this is redundant, but thanks so much. This means so much to the community. I, I, would, I know I've said it a few times, but this show and this call and this podcast that we're doing is community emphasized so you know i appreciate you you thanking me but i would just like to say thank you to all of you you know we're pushing this forward together and let's continue to do that let's push forward the project let's put push forward the this podcast let's push forward uncle vigilante's channel on youtube let's just keep pushing together as a community so I think that, that does bring me on to, you know, if you are new to Epic Cash, come and join us in the Telegram group at t.me forward slash Epic Cash. As I've just mentioned, go and check out Uncle Vigilante's channel on YouTube. And of course, come and join us on episode five next week at the same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. The poll for the topic of episode five will be posted either this afternoon or tomorrow. Thank you to everyone for tuning in today. I hope you all enjoyed it and have a great day and I'll speak with you all next week. Okay, cheers all. Bye-bye.